This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. It is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me and other fans, athletes, insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. So basically, the Seattle Kraken. And you can follow me on Spotify Greenroom at elinz 8 That's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-0-8. See you there soon. We haven't played a game yet, but the word is already out that we've got some you know, crazy, passionate fans, and uh, we can't wait to start playing hockey in front of them. Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say? Seattle Kraken fans, Erica Lindsay Ayala here with another episode of Locked On Kraken. And uh, you might notice these are coming out a little bit later in the day, and that's because, well, free agency. Not, uh, not much going on regarding the, um, the free agent wire, at least today, for the Seattle Kraken. So we're going to catch up. I mentioned on yesterday's episode, in case you didn't listen, that Jaden Schwartz had done media, couldn't get that audio to you by the time I wanted to get that podcast up, so I have it for you today, as well as you'll get to hear from Ron Francis about making some of the moves, particularly thinking about goaltending and what they're expecting from Yanni Gord and how the Seattle Kraken have manipulated the roster and some trades so that they can be in the best position possible. So just to recap for you, um, we'll go over what the Seattle Kraken has done so far in free agency. I went over some of this yesterday. So for those who are loyal listeners, first of all, thank you. But second of all, this will be a little bit repetitive. But for those who haven't listened, I will bring you up to speed, including what happened um at least from the last time uh, that I was on the ones and twos on the microphone. So a little bit has happened since I posted the last podcast episode, Wednesday's episode. So I just want to get you going for all of that. Um, so as a reminder, the Seattle Kraken, they took Jaden Schwartz, excuse me, they took Jaden Schwartz, who we've been talking about all this week, and you'll hear from today. They took Philip Grubauer at goalie, and also oh, Alexander Wenberg. In addition, since the last time we recorded, the Seattle Kraken traded goaltender Vitek Venacek to the Washington Capitals for a second-round pick in 2023 so yet again we see a trade of some of these expansion draft picks um Vanacek goes back to the capitals a lot of people um were wondering if maybe price would be one of those that would be taken and then traded but it was Vanacek so those are the roster updates uh before we hear from Ron Francis about what he thinks about the overall moves. Let's go ahead and hear from Jaden Schwartz, including the connection that his family has to Seattle, 
His parents and his sister lived in Seattle for a time. For those who do not know Mandy Schwartz and the Mandy Schwartz Foundation, I am very familiar with Mandy Schwartz from being in the women's hockey space. She was a hockey player at Yale. Really great hockey player, but uh, contracted a rare form of cancer and died. But since the Schwartz family, including Jaden and his late father and his mother, um, and I mentioned Bray Catchem Peel earlier in the week, they created the Mandy Schwartz Foundation and have been really asking people to get on the donor list for bone marrow donations. Anyway, that's a little bit of backstory. I'm sure we'll talk about it again, but let's hear Jaden talk about that history um, and the connection that his family has to Seattle. And then you'll hear me ask him about what that means as far as what he will be doing regarding the Mandy Schwartz Foundation. You also hear him talk a little bit about what he's coming into the crack and hoping to develop. Uh, Jane, for starters, thank you so much for your time. Second, condolences on the passing of your father. I know you said on TSN that getting close to home for you is a priority. Um, what was it that made Seattle stand out compared to somewhere maybe like Calgary or Edmonton, which is a little bit closer to home? Yeah, um, I think just Seattle right from the get-go, there was, there was mutual interest, um, both from them and me. Um, my parents actually lived in Seattle for a year um, a little under a year, maybe my sister did a, a chemotherapy there at cord blood transplant. So I was able to, to go out there and, and see the city and I, and I really liked it. Um, I thought it was very nice. And, um, the people that we met were great. We had a lot of people helping us through a hard time. And, um, yeah, there was just, there was just a lot of mutual interest. And, um, I think just the whole expansion, um, team in a new city with a, with a lot of buzz and um, a lot of people being you know, super excited about it. So um, I think you look at Vegas and, and um, you know, how that city has really taken off in, in the hockey world and how exciting it is in that city. And, um, you know, that made me think uh, about Seattle a lot and, and the opportunity of playing for a new, a new franchise. Not a lot of people get to do that. So um, I'm, I'm super excited to, uh, to join them. And um yeah, I knew it was I knew right away that that was a place that I was going to look at and, and I'm really happy that it got done. Jeff Baker. Congratulations on your deal. Um, th there were some reports in the last like 24 hours or so that you, that you were going to wait and see what what Seattle did first in free agency before making a final decision on signing. I'm just wondering how much of an idea you had ahead of time what about some of the moves they were planning uh, here today. Uh, obviously they they went out and got uh, a new goalie for you, but I'm wondering how much you were aware of this in advance and what you were waiting to see. I, I didn't know any. Um, I wasn't aware of who they were interested in the expansion draft or, or free agency. So um, I, I wasn't let in on those details. Um, so a lot of times, especially in free agency, there's a lot of things that can change pretty quickly. So you don't really know for sure what's going to happen. Um, things can change pretty quick. I'm also wondering, you, you've been in the league a long time, but how much did your experience with, with the Blues in that Stanley Cup final run, how much do you think that changed you as a player? And what, what did it, uh, did it show you anything about yourself as a player that, that you maybe didn't know you were capable of, uh, capable of beforehand? Um, yeah, I mean, that was obviously a really special run we had and a dream come true for me and, and the city of St. Louis. And, um, you know, it's, that's about as, as high as you can get in the hockey world. So. Um, obviously, you learn a lot. I think even years before that, we had really good teams. Um, 
and you kind of lose or you kind of win, learn a little bit um, when you don't win. And um, some of the struggles when you lose, you, you kind of learn from that too. So I feel like each, each season's different. You kind of take certain things with it. Um, but obviously winning, winning that championship was, was huge for me personally. And um, yeah, you, you can't really say enough about it, but I've, I even think years before that there, there was a lot too that um, you know I've kept with me and, and it's made me better as a player and a person. Erica Ayala. Thank you. Hey, Jaden. Um, I, I know that you told Bob a little bit about your, your game, your style of play. Uh, I was curious if you'd given any thought to maybe some things that you'd like to refine or, or get a, a fresh look at now that you'll be with a, a new team. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always things to work on in the off season for sure. Um, I think shoot, shooting's one thing that I always work on. Um, something I can continue to get better at is, taking advantage of those great a scoring chances you get and um, trying to finish on a little bit more of those and um, kind of always like just working on my, my speed and my strength a little bit. So a um, little, little bit of everything, um, uh, but definitely, definitely shooting something I'm, I'm focusing on this summer. Fantastic. And coming from the women's side of, of hockey, I'm very familiar with the, the legacy of your sister and obviously the work that your family has done with the Mandy Schwartz Foundation. Have you given any thought to um, if you'd like to be able to continue some of that work uh, in Seattle and, and what that might look like? Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to meeting the people in Seattle and, um, you know, seeing what I can do in the community, help out. Um, so that's something I'm going to have to think about the next couple of months, but um, I'm really looking forward to getting out in the community and, um, you know, supporting the people of Seattle and, and helping in any way I can. And, um, you know, definitely the, uh, the workers in the hospital and, and the families that have to go through you know, kids being sick is something that holds uh, pretty close to my heart. So that's something that uh, I'll look into. Thanks, Jaden. Time for two more here. Let's go to Ryan Clark. Jaden, it was out there that, hey, this was going to be happening for, for quite some time. So when you kind of know what your future is looking like and you look at the Kraken, how much are you kind of paying attention to who else could be going there? And, and not only that, but I mean, how does this differ compared to where you're in St. Louis, where there's a roster already there? It's just a matter of adding a few more pieces, whereas if now it's a little bit of a different dynamic because there's still some more to add, even though there are players already on the roster. Yeah, it's just a new kind of a new situation for everyone. So you just kind of you just kind of roll with it. You don't really know what to expect, to be honest. Obviously, you're, you're watching to see what Seattle does and, and who they pick up and, and certain guys in free agency. Um, but like I said, nothing's really guaranteed. Th things can change. So um, we're all keeping an eye on it. And um, I'm sure all of us are kind of have that anxious excitement for, for something new. Um, but definitely I've been talking about with a couple guys in the team and um, you know, how we like the roster and, and how excited we are. So we're, we're pretty pumped up. Have you started recruiting anyone? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I haven't. Uh, I just found out that I was officially, officially going to sale not long ago. So I haven't had quite, quite the time to do that yet, but um, yeah, just, just all smiles over here right now for sure. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, Ron Francis is going to break down all of the moves that he made yesterday in free agency, talking about the goaltending position in particular and what was the the what was the goal, if you will, there. He also talks about centermen and what he's expecting there, 
there are a lot of defenders still on this Kraken squad if he's done yet. So you hear a little bit of that. We'll pretty much round out the show listening to Ron Francis, but I'll come back on and talk about a, a few of the things happening throughout the league. And it is spicy. So if you're not listening to Locked on NHL, highly recommend that. I mentioned earlier that this is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. I have had a lot of fun hosting Green Rooms in the past, not just for the Locked On Kraken show, but also for Locked On Women's Basketball. One of my favorite things about Spotify Green Room is that we can go live if we have to react to news, all of the things, and you can interact with the chat function. Now, the chat function, at least as of right now, is only for iOS, but it's still a pretty cool platform to engage. You don't have to worry about being on a Zoom call and, you know, maybe <laughs> your background isn't what you want. You, you know, you didn't. And all of that jazz. So if you're not already, please follow me on Spotify Greenroom at elinz 8 That way, if we get any really exciting Seattle Kraken news, I can go right onto Spotify Greenroom and you can come up on stage or in the chat and we can talk about all things Seattle Kraken. All right, I'll catch you over on Spotify Greenroom. Remember, Spotify Greenroom is changing the way we talk sports. And on the days when I feel compelled to go on Spotify Greenroom for some breaking news, you best believe I have a Built Bar close in hand. It has, Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There's something truly for everyone. Double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry orange, cookies and creams, German chocolate, can't go wrong. We're talking 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from only 130 to 100 calories per bar and four to five grams of both sugar and net carbs. And don't forget, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Also gotta give a, oh, hey. Also gotta give a big shout out to Built Bar, who is sponsoring our Locked On NBA mock draft. I mean, Locked On, we're in a studio. We've got like legit production. It's fantastic. So Built Bar, we're huge fans of you over here at Locked On NHL. So when we have our Locked On NHL show, I hope you're sponsoring that as well. But for now, if you want to be like me, if you want to be like the Locked On NBA mock draft hosts, if you want to be like the U.S. track and field team, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built Bar. Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us here. We have Seattle Kraken general manager Ron Francis joining us after a flurry of moves today. Um, we're going to start questions shortly, but just a quick reminder, if you would like to ask a question, please use the hand raise function. And if you're not actively asking a question, we ask that you please mute your line just so we can keep it clear. With that, we'll go ahead and start things off with Ryan Clark. Hey, Ron. Thanks for joining us. A couple questions first. Uh, what was the backstory behind you guys and Philip Grubauer? Because it kind of seemed like it was out of nowhere. And, and how did that materialize? And then I guess the second part of that is, did you guys get Vitek Vanacek in, this, in the sense of, in case Grubauer didn't work out, you had an option in net? Or did you know all along that you're going to get Grubauer and Vanacek was going to be someone you could trade later for assets? No, I mean, we, we took uh, Vitek Vanacek thinking that he would be part of our goaltending town with uh, Chris Drieger. Um, 
you know, I don't think we expected Grubauer to get to free agency. Um, you know, just kind of like they signed Landis thought that he would get signed as well, but uh, he didn't and uh, made it to free agency. And that's uh, when we had discussions and uh, we're fortunate enough to get him signed. And at that point, we had one too many goaltenders. We had, I think it was at least six different teams call us on, uh, on BTEC. So very little move. Jeff Baker. Hi, Ron. Um, how many, were you able to have any discussions uh, during the 72-hour the window with, with Grubauer? No. And, no. Uh, he was protected by Colorado, so we're not allowed. We're only allowed to talk to uh, guys who were left unprotected during that 72-hour window. Got it. Got it. No. So I, I'm wondering, um, I'm wondering, I mean, Grubauer played, I think, 70% of his team's games last season. What, what kind of a split do you, do you foresee with, with Drieger? Because, he, I mean, you committed a decent amount of money to him. And I'm wondering like, like how much you see that. Do you, do you see Grubauer, Grubauer's playing time maybe lessening a bit here in order to get more production out of him? Or, or what are you, what are you thinking? Yeah. When we look at our schedule, the back-to-back games, you know, the travel West coast, East coast, a lot of times we think we needed uh, two guys uh, and they're going to play. So we think both guys will play. Um, you know, I, I don't want to speak for the coach. He's got final say, but uh, I would, I would assume that, uh, you know, Grubar is not playing 70 this year, and, and Drieger would play uh, a lot more of those games. Greg Wyshynski. Hey there, Ron. Um, when you went into this process of building a new team, was finding your, and I hate using the Vegas comparison as always, your Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, one of the objectives in year one to find a, a goalie of Grubauer's uh, abilities that you could lock up for a while and kind of build around? Well, I think, I think any Jim will tell you, if you've got a goaltender that you, um, that has experience and can improve, you sleep a lot better at night. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if going into this, we thought we would get somebody like him, but, uh, you know, you look at all the teams, you look at the goalie market, uh, going into the protection list, we, we felt it was kind of drying up a little bit. And then, uh, and then this happens on free agency day. So, uh, you, 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 know, you never know what to expect. Uh, we're fortunate we're able to act on it today. Chris Daniels. Hi, Ron. Uh, overall, uh, three big signings today. How would you say that the day lined up with what your goals were here for this first day of free agency? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously we're pleased, uh, you know, getting Wenberg. We think we got a two-way centerman. Um, we play in all situations, so... That was exciting, especially with, uh, you know, the issue with uh, Yannick Gore being out for a little bit. And then in Swartz, uh, you know, he can play again for a first player, play up and down your lineup, a lot of different uh, roles and, uh, you know, good leadership from him, uh, especially winning the Stanley Cup. And then, uh, and then Philip and that uh, with his experience as well and being a finalist for the Mesna last year. So pleased with uh, how things have gone to this point. Are you still shopping? Uh, yeah, we're still looking. We'll see. I mean, there's a few things we think we still would like to add if we can find the right pieces, but uh, we'll see what happens. Nick Kotsanika. Uh Just to piggyback on that last question, just how do you view your roster as a whole now, and what, what are your priorities now? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think obviously we think it's a little better now than when we started the day. Um, you know, I think when you look at 
uh, most teams protection lists if they're going with um, you know the seven or three approach. Most times they protect the top six forwards and then they protect their third line center. So that's a little bit more of a challenge, I think, for an expansion team finding centers, uh, probably more so than any other position. But you know, with Wimberg, with McCann, with uh, Gordy when he's healthy, with Geeky, Yardcroft, um, Blackwell, we have a lot of different guys we think can step into that middle. Uh, if need be so um but you know there's still positions that, that we need to kind of add if we can andy i hey ron i wanted to follow up on that uh looking at your centers and wenberg's edition today do, do you foresee him being in the mix to be your top one or two centers or is it too soon to start pecking that order down i, I would expect that he plays in the top six for us yes Ryan Clark. Ryan, sort of jumping back to the conversation of, of center. I, I guess like for you, what is the sort of center you're looking at? Because right now it's a numbers game with Yanni Gord being injured. Cause is it one of those things where you're fine moving some of those wingers down the middle for you? Do you need to have a natural center? Then when Gord comes back, that's the plan. Like what is sort of the hypothesis all of you are working under right now? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, we looked at what we got in the protection list and, and uh, you know, in our expansion draft. And, and uh, you know, that was a position we tried to get guys that, you know, can play multiple positions. And like I said, we think we got six guys that can, can step into the middle, which I think gives uh, Dave Axel some flexibility, especially when you're not going to go through 82 games without injury. So uh, having that flexibility of moving guys in and out. Ideally, you got some guys that are strong on face-offs and you can start to, you know, the, the play with the puck versus chasing it. But, uh, you know, we're, we're still looking at that and, and seeing if we're comfortable overall with, uh, with where we're at. All right, folks, I've been telling you about betonline.ag, and for the longest time, the Seattle Kraken was at the bottom of the basement. Let me tell you, right now, as uh, according to betonline.ag, the sportsbook futures and props – uh, for the NHL, the Seattle Kraken are kind of middle of the pack overall when it comes to the odds to win the 2022 Stanley Cup final. Here are some teams that are ahead of us at the top of the table. Colorado, Tampa Bay, Vegas, Boston, Carolina, Toronto, Florida, New York, the Islanders and Rangers in that order. Dallas, Edmonton, Minnesota, Montreal, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, St. Louis and Washington. And then after Washington, it's the Seattle Kraken at a plus 3,300. Those are the odds right now for the Seattle Kraken. But if you want odds on everything from tennis, martial arts, golf, football, they've got uh, lines also for the Olympics, head over to betonline.ag. Before the next pitch, before the next whatever, make sure you're heading over to your laptop or on your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so there you have it, folks. Ron Francis, not quite done yet, uh, talked about the goaltending position and was always planning to keep his goaltending tandem as it was drafted, but then Grubauer became available. So there you go. And um, 
Also, I thought it was interesting hearing him talk about Grubauer and Drieger. Now, on yesterday's show, you heard me say, well, Chris Drieger seemed like he wanted more time than he was getting in Florida. That's part of the reason that he came to the Seattle Kraken as a UFA, unrestricted free agent. Now, having someone like Grubauer on on the staff, what does that mean for Drieger? Ron Francis gave his two cents, as you just heard, but also said, ultimately, it's up to Dave Haxtell. I will say, though including what Dave told us. I think I played that for you, uh, if not this week, uh, last week. Dave Haxtell wasn't really involved in the draft, the entry draft or the expansion draft. Now, it will be his job to mold what he's given from the GMs, but I think that uh, Ron Francis, although he had he deferred, you know, in, in uh, by what he said to Dave Haxtell, it really sounds like uh, Ron Francis is a pretty involved general manager. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but he's got a vision. And all the more reason why I'm I'm not completely sold on Dave Haxtell just because of, all, honestly, what a lot of other people are saying. And I have a squad cast with Locked on Flyers coming up, and we get into this, so you'll hear that next week. But um, I think he's going to have a short leash. I think Ron is willing to give Dave that second chance, give him another shot at being a head coach. But, you know, I really think it's going to be a short leash. I keep saying, you know, those auntie vibes I talked to you about, they're telling me that the Seattle Kraken really want to get Kraken within that first three seasons. I really think that's the timeline that we're working with. And so we'll know by the end of this season and, you know, at the start of season two, if everything is running like the fine oiled machine that Ron Francis and company have created, or if there's some tinkering that needs to be done. But we will be here to discuss all of that on Locked on Kraken. So now I've got audio to share from the expansion draft, from the entry draft, and now from free agency, we're going to keep doing that as we get ready to go into our off season of sorts starting in August. The show will take a little bit of a different format. I know we're, we just got started, but it's the off season. We, we're going to honor that. Get ready for uh, training camp. Get ready for the fall. So um, we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. But um, next but uh, on the next episode of Locked on Kraken, let's let's hear from some of the young guys. So I'll take you back to uh, day two of the entry draft, and let's get to know some of the Seattle Kraken picks. And just as a reminder, just as a reminder, here are the six players that the Seattle Kraken took in their first ever entry draft. Of course, everything starts with Maddie Beneers. Also, Riker Evans was the 35th overall pick. Evans is 5'11", 185 pound, 181 pound, excuse me, defender, and uh, played with the Regina Pats last season. After that, We've got in the third round, Ryan Winterton with the 67th overall pick, 6'2", 190 forward. So really getting uh, beefing him up a little as we get through this draft. Um, you played with uh, Canada's U18 IIHF World Junior Championships. He totaled uh, two goals, two assists, four overall points in route to the gold medal. He's from Markham, Ontario. 
and uh, played for the Hamilton Bulldogs in the OHL. In the fourth round, 18-year-old defenseman, another defenseman. So in the fourth round from Finland, Vili Otavatin. I, I'm going to have to work on that a little bit. But uh, was actually available in the 2020 draft and was taken this season by the, um, obviously by the Seattle Kraken. That's, that's why we're talking about him. Six foot four, two, 201 pounds, uh, played in the Finnish Elite League. Also played for the Kitchener Rangers, where he tallied 15 points, four goals, and 11 assists in 53 games. Uh, the pick at 131, that's uh, in the fifth round, Jacob Melanson of Amherst, Nova Scotia, 5'11", 181, a forward, played in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, and um, he scored 19 points, doubling his tally from the previous year in 21 fewer games. So, all right, can, can put some points up on the board. You like to see it. And then they made a selection in goal as well with the 163rd pick overall. Obviously. Uh, in their final pick, they get Justin Janicki, six foot 181, 18 year old, has spent the last two seasons in the U.S. national team development program, where he totaled 77 points, 30 goals, and 47 assists across 95 games from Maple Grove, Minnesota. Won a silver medal while representing the United States in the 2019 U17 Hockey Challenge where he notched five points, one goal, and four assists across six games. So there you have it. In case you didn't hear it already, those are the entry draft picks for the Seattle Kraken in their first ever entry draft, of, and that being in the great year 2021. So not all of the players were made available, so... That's part of the reason why we didn't hear from all of them earlier. But um, tomorrow, on tomorrow's episode, I'll give you a little taste of what they're saying, what their conversations were with Seattle. And if and when we hear from the rest of them, we'll round out the draft class, the first ever Seattle Kraken draft class. Well, you know, I'm feeling good about what we accomplished. As Sarah Spain often says on her podcast, that's what she said great listen. You should definitely check it out. Angela Ruggiero was on the most recent episode. Um, I said I was going to talk about some hockey stuff. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's not so great happening in hockey. There's some questionable things happening. So what I'm going to do is just direct you to Locked on NHL. If you're not listening already, make sure you do that. And stick taps to Seth, the Locked on Wild host Got pod of the week for the entire Locked On podcast network. So congratulations to you, Seth. We haven't squad casted yet. We're going to have to do that. I have, though, played a little bit of Seth's episode where he had Alexis Pearson on, good friend of mine. We work in women's hockey together. Um, so I'm a big fan of Seth's, even though I'm not sure that he even knows who I am. I don't know. I'm kind of a big deal. Not because I'm really a big deal, but more because the Seattle Kraken is kind of a big deal. And I get to host the show of the team that's kind of a big deal. 
<laughs> anyway, Seth, congratulations to you. Um, make sure you're listening to Locked on Wild. Make sure you're listening to Locked on NHL. And again, we have more squad cast coming up. The Locked on NHL shows are fantastic, and I cannot wait to learn and listen and commiserate with everyone. What I will say is, I think I talked about this probably yesterday, Willie O'Ree, one step closer to being honored, but with a congressional gold medal here in the United States. The United States Senate has approved the the move. Now we're waiting on the House to vote. So looking forward to that. Um, also, there's a feature coming out through Uninterrupted Canada. That's uh, LeBron James. That's his company. But uh, working with Drake to do something called Black Ice, where they will chronicle the history of men's. I'm going to add that because they didn't. Men's hockey players, black hockey players throughout the history of of hockey. So we're talking about the Colored Hockey League of the Maritimes. And if you're not familiar with that, go over to seattlekraken.com because I wrote an article about it for the Seattle Kraken. And I will link that in the show notes. But best believe, at least here on Locked on Kraken, I will make sure that we're always talking about hashtag team more melanin and that we are inclusive of all players, coaches, executives of color, regardless of their gender identity or expression okay anyway i think that will do it like i said i feel good about what we accomplished until tomorrow i hope you stay locked on kraken heard me talk about the fantastic live NBA draft show that is hosted by one of our sponsors, Built Bar. It's going to be exciting. NBA draft goat Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA draft 2021 brought to you by, yep, you got it, Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage starting today, July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time.